You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. For more information on Dayton Christian Center, you can visit dcctx.church. Now let's join in for this week's message. Got your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 23. and We are living in some strange times, but they are very exciting times. And uh, Jude chapter 5 says something. It says, now I desire to remind you Though you know all things once for all, that the Lord, after saving a people out of the land of Egypt, subsequently destroyed those who did not believe. And what's really plaguing us here in America right now is not COVID, it's unbelief. And Jude makes it very clear right here in this moment that some strange doctrines and some strange teachings are trying to creep in from men and it's causing a lack of belief and a lack of faith. And so Jude is warning, uh, listen, this is not long after Christ died. Listen, An antichrist spirit went out immediately after Christ's death and resurrection. There's an antichrist spirit that has been running rampant since the very beginning. So I don't get all caught up in antichrist or end times. They've been, it's been end times since Christ died and came back. Come on. But yet we've had some strange doctrines, some strange teaching come in and got us all jacked up, jerked up about end times. And oh my God, the Antichrist is here and we're just, oh. And we've quit occupying and believing and trusting in the moment right now in which we live. And so there's been a void and a lack of faith in the body, and that that's an antichrist spirit. Come on. See, and he makes it real clear that when we stop believing, we stop going to the promises. There's just no way around that. Listen, he's addressing something that's very dangerous here. False doctrine and bad teaching. Because what happens is, is they, the the belief system gets messed up and then we can't possess the promises. We can't fulfill the mandate that's on our lives when we don't have a belief system intact. And unbelief is the issue that we face and wrestle with here in America as I speak at this very moment. It's unbelief. It's belief in Jesus is the answer to all our problems. It's the belief in the absolute truth of the Bible. It's, it's the belief that you have a biblical worldview. Come on. This Bible is either the absolute truth or it doesn't work. Everything in this word is for us to show us as an example God's ways and how to live. And if we get away from that, what happens? The consequences of it. That's what this word, it is life's manual to a godly life. To be victorious. Come on, are y'all with me? See, when the Bible isn't taught as absolute truth, belief is hard to get to. When you don't teach this is the absolute truth, and that's what gets me about all these denominations that are uh, debating all these crazy tolerances that are coming to the church. Because what you're doing is, is you're watering down the absolute truth of the gospel and trying to say, okay, well, this way, yeah, we can make this fit our lifestyles or we can make this fit our ideals when it ain't your ideal, it ain't my ideal, it's, that's right. That's right. 
Come on, I don't shape this to my way of thinking. I come around to its way of thinking. And we get to strange times when we don't do that. Come on, are y'all with me? See, up is down, right's wrong. Good's evil, evil's good. See, that's what happens when we don't do it God's way. It's like the voice of common sense and reason has vanished. It, it does. It's like the, it's just gone. See, absolute truth slipped right through the fingers of the spiritual leaders of the 21st century. And that's how we got here. Matthew 23, 13, look what it says. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut off the kingdom of heaven from men. Man, that is just spot on. You shut off the kingdom of heaven. Why is the kingdom of heaven so important? It's because where all our authority and power comes from. Listen, Jesus didn't make religious statements. He made governmental statements. And if he died on the cross to give us back authority over snakes and scorpions, we've got to do it this way. And when strange doctrines come in and false teachings come in, we get shut off from the kingdom of heaven where we can't receive what the kingdom of heaven has to offer and we can't go thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven because it's been shut off come on man for you do not enter in yourselves he's talking to preachers he said y'all don't even enter in enter, enter in yourselves Nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. What, wait a minute. Let's just stop just a second. He says, you're not even allowing those who enter to go on in. We've done that for years. We've introduced people to the doorway, say a prayer, get saved. That's all there is. We've allowed them to enter, but we don't allow them to go on in. And we don't teach them there's so much more in there. Come on, man. Look what he says. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you devour widows' houses even while for pretense you make long prayers. Listen, if you'll just send me $5, I'll send you this prayer cloth. I'll send you this holy water from Israel. I'll send you this so-and-so. If you'll just send me $100, I'll send you a blanket. Come on, man. I'm not about... I'm, I'm just saying at some point, we've got to figure out where we've got off. Come on. Look what he says. Therefore you shall receive greater condemnation. Woe to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you travel about on sea and land to make a proselyte, to make a convert, to make a member. Come on. And when he comes on, come, becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. These aren't my words. So send all your emails to somebody else. These aren't mine. I'm just the messenger. Come on. That is serious. Look in Isaiah chapter 30. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 1. Now this applies to us. Woe to the rebellious children, declares the Lord, who execute a plan, but not mine, and make an alliance, but not by my spirit. In order to add sin to sin, who proceed down to Egypt without consulting me, 
to take refuge in the safety of Pharaoh and to seek shelter in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore, the safety of Pharaoh will be your shame and the shelter in the shadow of Egypt your humiliation. Listen, we, we've gotten real good at playing church without God. We know how to do that. See, we want our spirit and our body to once be saved. But when it comes to our soul, come on, our mind, our will, and our emotions, that's where we have a little harder time. Because see, your mind, your will, and emotions are right now. Your spirit man got saved when you said the prayer. Your body's going to be saved when you go to heaven. But in the middle is that soul guy. Is that flesh guy. Come on. It's that guy that has to be renewed. And it can't be renewed if we're always running back to the world system that is failing. Come on, are y'all with me? I'm not against careers, jobs, doctors, insurance. I'm not against any of that. What I don't like is when you run to that first. When that becomes your number one thing that you're making, basing, if you're making and basing all your decisions on jobs, careers, come on, insurance, come on. If all your decisions are based on that, instead of going to God, God, what you want me to do? Come on. Then it's hard to renew your mind in faith. And here's the thing about faith. You got to really trust God. You got to trust God because it's never going to be comfortable. Listen, yes, you do have to sit down and map out a plan to make sure you got enough to finish the building. But in the midst of all that, when the order and assignment changes, Come on. I'm not just saying run amok out there. But I'm saying God's going to bring you to a point to where, okay, wait a minute. Ooh, this is, yeah, we got, we're here, but man, to go to this next level, see, God's going to bring you to the next level. You're going to go from one to the other, and that's always scary because nobody likes change. And everybody gets comfortable in their routines. And matter of fact, the next level, it's just more work. It's just more work. And it's also a bigger demon that you're going to have to fight. Come on. It's, it's never comfortable. But what it does is, is it stretches you to go to the next level. And then the next thing you know, man, God's doing something. And it, it's, so, it's out of your, it, it's out of your, you could have never done it on your own. And that's when people look at you and go, man, that's God working. That's God working in your life. You could have never pulled this off without God. Never. But see, you can't trust in this world system. See, the world system is failing. And it's always going to be failing. You know, and in the midst of it, you know, there's going to be corruption. There's always going to be corruption. You can't get mad at corrupt people that don't know God. Because they just don't know. It's like getting mad at the horse for crapping in the stall. You can't. I mean, he's just going to do that. That's what he does. They can't, they can't help it that they don't rule and reign like God does because they don't know God. They're trying to just form a sentence. They can't even form a sentence without reading it on the prompter. Come on. The one we got now, can't even remember. Look in Ezekiel. The biggest thing we face as the church is not changing what allowed us to get here. That, that's the thing we face. 
we face the biggest problem of not changing us. That's what we, that's what we've got to man. I'm I'm tell, I can't wait till next Sunday's message. I can't wait because we're going to talk about bearing fruit that lasts, fruit that remains. See, we have said for how many years we've been here? Seventeen, eighteen. From the very beginning, how, how long have we said, this ain't church as usual? And I'm telling you, this ain't church as usual anymore. God's stretching us. God's pulling us. God's pulled the cap off this thing, and we're having to live what this word says. See, we have to change our perspective of what church is. See, church is not a place that we go. It's who we are. Church is not a place we go. It's who we are. And that's what we've got to change. Is that we are the church. And it's not about membership. It's about discipleship. And that's where we get in trouble. Because nobody likes to be discipled. Because nobody likes to say, hey, you're just being dumb. You're just all up in your feels right now. You're just all up in your emotions. You're just all up in your head right now. Come on, nobody likes that. Nobody likes to be told you're being a sissy. Put your boots on. Roar in the devil's face and tell him to get out of your face. Come on. And that's where we're at. See, nobody likes to be told we change and die to ourselves and then live for him. Our way of thinking, our way of living, our, come on, nobody likes that. I mean, at the first point, you know, it's hard to just say, repent. We're getting to the point where people don't even like to repent, but they like to come to church. Come on. See, we've even turned the word repent is, is we can, we can repent, but we don't have to change. See, we don't even know what the word repent means. Repent means to change. It is the word, repent. Come on. Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 2. There's a re Listen, here comes the good part of the message, okay? <laughs> I try, you know, hit you in the mouth, make you laugh at first, and then give you the good part now. But there's a reason for it. And it's how God works and God moves and how God gets more children to, come on. Ezekiel chapter two, 12, verse two. Son of man. He's talking to Ezekiel the prophet. Son of man, you live in the midst of the rebellious house who have eyes to see but do not see. Ears to hear, but do not hear. For they are rebellious, for they are a rebellious house. Therefore, son of man, prepare for yourself baggage for exile. And go into exile by day in their sight. Underline that in your Bible. Even go into exile from your place to another place in their sight. Underline that. Perhaps they will understand though they are a rebellious house, and bring your baggage out by day in their sight as baggage for exile. Then you will go out at evening in their sight as though going into exile. Dig a hole through the wall in their sight and go out through it. Load the baggage on your shoulders in their sight and carry it out in the dark. You shall cover your face so that you cannot see the land. For I have set you as a sign to the house of Israel. Listen, when prophets started doing crazy things, I, if I was Ezekiel, I'd be like, 
Heck yeah, I'll do this. I'll load my bag. I'll go dig a hole in the wall. I'll cover my face, walk around, bump into stuff because there is one prophet in here. He told him, said, you lay naked for two weeks on your side. <laughs> Listen, you get all religious and say, oh, well, he was naked, had a little ephod on. No, you look the word up in Hebrew, naked's naked. It's buck naked in Liberty County and in the Bible. Naked's <laughs> naked. And God tells the prophet to go around butt naked. Yeah, let me just load my bag up and act like I'm going somewhere. Lord, I, you know I don't like to even be barefooted. Come on. That is strange. But what got me was, is you've seen how many times God said, in their sight. Here's what God's doing in our day. Here is what God is doing in our day. We are in their sight. Come on. People are watching. Because the thing about it is they're not seeing and they're not hearing because of their rebellion. Here's what I've learned over the years working with young men is that I quit preaching to them. I don't preach to them. I just work with them. Because here's what's happening is they've already built a wall up to not hear. Rebellion builds walls. That's why it's so important that you get that book, Train Up a Child in the Way It Should Go, because you're driving rebellion out of them to be able to receive, come on, authority, and you're making them to be a, uh, to be a good influence on society and not be a dredge on society. Come on. And so, when you get a rebellious people that don't even hear because they have already built up so many walls against what we called church. Come on. That they are not seeing and they're not hearing. So what God's doing is those who do hear He's saying, I'm setting you as a sign before them. They're going to be watching your life. They're going to be wanting what you got. They're going to see. They're going to, come on. That's why it's so important, our belief system. Because listen, your perspective of what church is, your perspective of who God is, is going to shape your very thoughts, your very ideas, your very words, your very actions, come on, and your very habits, because your habits then become your character. So that's why God says, renew the mind. Come on. See, someone has to have ears to hear. It's not going to be the politicians. It's not going to be the career preachers. Come on. It's going to be disciples believing in the infallible word of God. As the absolute truth. And you don't care whether it costs you your job. You don't care whether it costs you, come on, your life. You, you don't care. That's why Jesus said, if you love family more than me, if you, come on. Because I'm telling you, you'll have family try to talk you. I'll never forget when my mama was witnessing to her daddy. He said, oh, well, God let me in because he's love. My mama had to look at her daddy and say, no, he won't. Just because God's love He's also just. Yes. He's a just God. And if you don't repent, 
and you start living his way and believing the absolute truth of the gospel, I don't care how good you are. Listen, you can never cuss, never drink, never smoke, never say a bad word, never have all the plaques on the wall of how good of a person you are and have an humble and I'm not proud badge and yet still miss heaven. Come on. Good person, there's going to be lots of good old boys in hell. Y'all still with me? It's good to be back. See, this is a call to action. To walk out our faith, to live out our faith and work out our salvation. That's where we're at today. Listen, belief in the absolute truth of the Bible, even when it doesn't make sense. God, you want me to dig a hole in the wall? You want me to pack my bag every morning, every evening? What? Just do it, boy. Just do it. See, how we perceive God, it shapes everything because that's what people see. What are people seeing? What are people seeing? See, we have become so, we have become so fixed on temporary solutions. I mean, my God. It, look, watch the commercials. There, there's a pill for everything. But it's temporary. I'm not against them. I take Tums and I take Advil. And I, come on, are y'all with me? I'd take blood pressure medicine, but I just need to eat right. When I eat right, my blood pressure's right. Come on. And I can't eat box gumbo, Mama. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Mama thought she was going to. You Matter of fact, you need to get up here and repent. <laughs> she, she bought a box gumbo from H-E-B just to try it. And I thought, my God, Jesus is coming back. <laughs> Daddy said, come I was trying to wrap my head around what Daddy was saying. He said, come try this box gumbo. Big Ma bought it or something. I don't know. what I'm like, box? How do you? Gumbo don't come in a box? <laughs> my God. Yes, plurable unum. Her Catholic upbringing came out or something. I don't know what. It allow, you're going to assisted living if you do that again. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, man. My Lord. Where are we at? Romans chapter 12. Do not be conformed to this world, woman. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. I'm sorry y'all had to even hear that. Come on. You got to prove, prove what the will of the Lord is. It's gumbo made on the back porch with rue. Not in a box. (laughs) I am honoring her. She makes the best gumbo on the planet. But we've got, we got to be conformed to the word of God, not us conform to the world. Come on. And that's what he was telling, telling them. He says, you're going down to Pharaoh for safety. You're going down there for provision. Listen, that's what is so important about our tithing. You know, it says, God, you're my provider, not that job. Come on, are y'all hearing me? And when we pray, Lord, what do you have? Lord, I'm putting my trust in your hands, you know, with my body, with my... And when you go to the doctor, then you're ministering to the doctor. Come on. You hear what I, I'm telling you? I've, I've heard so many stories of guys going into the operating room and saying, doctor, can I pray for you before you do surgery? on me. Come on, y'all hear what I'm saying? And after the surgery was over, the doctor come tell him, listen, it felt like fire running up my arms. Come on, that's the Holy Ghost using that doctor's ability beyond what he even knows. Come on, man. 
That's where I'm at. Let's go to God first. Let's honor God as God. Let's change what we need to change. Let's repent. Let's get in right alignment so that we can enter into the kingdom of God in the storehouse of God. Come on, you want to preach prosperity? Go on into the kingdom of God and see what happens. He says, I got storehouses. And you can't even get to them because you're just in the doorway. Come on, man. See, there ain't nothing on this planet makes me madder than a hornet is when a preacher says, Lord, if it's your will. I, that, I'm telling you right now, I, I cannot stand in that prayer circle. It drives me nuts. If you don't know what God's will is, that he's, for, come on, Kent said it. Kent said it Wednesday night. Everybody say it. God loves me. God loves me. See, y'all not even convinced. God loves David. Just do that. Point to yourself and do that and feel how uncomfortable that is. It is. It is uncomfortable. God loves David. That just sounds so weird. Y'all can't even do it with me. Just up and on up in here by ourselves, Kent. Listen, Kent said that then that he said, say this with me, and it just like you, you know. We I don't know why we have such a hard time believing that God is so for us. You know why? Because strange teaching and doctrines come in that we're all condemned and died going to hell. And we've all been believing a guilt and condemnation message for so long. We can't even believe that God is so for us. Listen. I was thinking when God called me. I was in junior high. I was in junior high. I, I got to thinking back of when I was called to the ministry. And I know for certain it was when I was in junior high. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what, and, and, and God had to bring that back to my remembrance. And he chased me down till my 20s. Chase me down, Kent. And when Kent said that the other night, say it, God loved, God loved me enough to never quit me when I quit him and ran from him. Come on, you hear me, Adam? God chased me down. Cole, God's chasing us down. Chad, God chases us down. No matter how bad you think you are, God chases us down because he loves us that much. And then we have to start with the provision that he made for us, renewing our thinking that God loves me. His ways are right for me. His ways will make me successful. His ways will, come on, won't shame me. The world's way, he said it, they'll shame you. God's ways won't. Did God use every bit of what I went through to get me here? You dang right he did. See, I wasn't tough enough on my own, but God used everything that I went through all those years. Come on. I'd have been a spiritual wimp. Come on. And God changed every bit of that. See, Isaiah 55, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways. Come on, that's so important. That's why he tells us renew our mind. He says, my thoughts aren't your thoughts. 
Let me tell you something. His thoughts are so much higher than your thoughts. He has so much more for you. You can't even imagine. You just think you got it going on right now. And I tell people all the time this. You might be a millionaire right now, but God wants you to be a billionaire. That's, that's his thoughts. I tell you right now, when the guy that bought this whole, all this land next to him, he bought it for 5000 an acre. And a month later, he could have sold it for 20000 He turned it down. And I thought, <laughs> how do you do that? Because you know you can make 90-something thousand an acre. What? That's promised land thinking. That's not just, come on, are y'all hearing me? I want to have thoughts like that. And God says, my thoughts are even higher than those thoughts. What? I'm not going to bash people for that kind of, I'm just not on that level. I'll tell you right now, I, they could offer me a dollar over it. Oh, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> That's why I'm not a good gambler. <laughs> you know, we just got back from Vegas, man. I'm telling you right now, I put $20 in there. It went to like $30 or $40. I'm out. I could never win thousands of dollars. I'm out. She's over there. Ching, 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 ching. Give me more. Ching, ching, ching. Give me more. <laughs> she does a lot better than me. I watch her, too. I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm going to eat on what I want. See, our thoughts and ways have to come under kingdom rule. Right alignment. And that's the authority. And that's where the protection and the authority comes from to live our lives. Come on. See, and that takes renewing our mind, proving what the will of uh, what the Lord's will is for our life. Listen, you you're as you're renewing your mind and you're seeing God's word come to pass, you're proving. God's God. And it's not just to you, it's to all of those watching you. That's what's God, that is what God is after. He said, I've always wanted a people for my own possession so they'll know that I'm your God. There's plenty of false gods out there. There's plenty of crazy ways out there. But there's only one Jesus Christ. There's only one who died on the cross for me. That doesn't demand me to follow all these rules and obligations and duties, but says, I just want to love you. Come on. I just want to love you because I've got so much more for you and I'm going to show you how to be victorious. I'm going to show you how to win in life. I'm going to show you how to prosper. I am more than enough. I'm more than enough. See, he saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy by the washing and regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit. See, he's renewing us to who we used to be, to be able to keep and cultivate and protect the garden. See, and don't think for one second that this is all going to be reasonable and comfortable. <laughs> it's all, it's not going to be comfortable. It wouldn't be faith. Faith is not in the boundaries of reason. Because fear and doubt are always going to come to you. Fear, doubt, worry, unbelief. It's always going to come to you. I love the part in the Bible that God put in there where the guy said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Now, there's a man of honesty, and God could work with that. Come on, you don't have to know everything.
See, this all speaks of a process that we go through learning to hear and lean on the Holy Spirit. Man, listen, this, this is stuff y'all have all heard, but I'm just telling you, we need it now in 2021 more than ever. We've got to lean on the Holy Spirit because it's like everything's up in the air right now. Have you gone to the grocery store lately? Come on, where's our faith going to be? With inflation on the rise and policies being invoked that are just, you're just like, what, what are we doing? Listen, the world system's always going to be failing. But guess what? We're not in this world. We're not of this world. Why? Because we elected to follow Jesus Christ. And when he's your provider and you're tied to the covenant, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His will is not for you to go be starved down. and Yeah, he's more than enough. Come on. Heather, sweet Heather. God dumped a deer right in her yard on the prairie. No trees, nothing. Didn't even never seen a deer, and then all of a sudden there's a dead one in her yard. Send it to the processor, got meat in the freezer. What? Come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Need a deer? There he is. Broke neck, right there. Get your knife out, girl. Come on, I love that story. Abraham didn't know where he was going. Can you imagine? Abraham didn't know. Moses didn't know how. Come on, David was disgusted. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, all they did was declare, even if God doesn't, let it be known to you, I ain't bowing down to your system. Come on, there's a lot of things you just don't know, and there's a lot of things that you can see that looks bad. Come on. But you just have to make the declaration, not my will, but God's will, and just let it be known to you, I'm not going to bow down. I'm not going to back up. I'm going to keep lifting a hallelujah. I'm going to keep shouting. I'm going to keep praising. Because no matter what, God works all things for my good. Why? Because those who love him. Listen, and if you love him, you're following his way to do life. Does that make sense? See, truth is, we're living in a day and an hour that's, Sunday morning, an hour on Sunday morning is not enough. See, that's where we're at. We're, we're at a day where living and come, just coming to a building for an hour or two hours, however long we've been in here. Preachers, shut up. You get out of here an hour. Listen, even one day Sunday's not enough. Your kids are not going to make it in them war zones that we call schools on an hour. The Sunday school teacher is not enough. They're going to have to see you living out your faith and you directing their thinking, come on, in the gospel. Because an hour on Sunday is not enough. We're going to have to see you living this thing, working it out, making mistakes, repenting, getting back up, going about your business, working through life. Come on. They're going to have to see you applying this word. I'm not sure how we're going to pay the light bill, but let me tell you something. We're going to trust God. I'm not sure where our next meal's coming from, but we're going to trust God. Look, I'm not telling you stuff that I just, I hope happens. 
I'm telling you right now, we had our kids and three and three boys, or six boys, we had six boys at the ranch and we didn't have no groceries and no money to buy groceries for all them. And God sent somebody from a state, I can't remember, Louisiana, and I don't know where they came from, can't remember their name, but they came all the way down and bought us groceries. So don't tell me he can't. And he won't. Because I'm telling you right now, in the midst of a time when we needed God and our cupboards were bare, God came through. And I can't tell you how many times God stretched a one box uh, hamburger helper. That's where we were at. I'm talking fishes and loaves and my skillet ain't that big. And them boys just kept eating and kept eating. And I, we even ate lunch on it the next day. I can tell you a story. Josh says, heck, we didn't even know how broke we were. But he don't like hamburger helper. He don't like food out of the box either. Come on, y'all hearing what I'm saying? I've seen God raised from the dead. I've seen my... God's good, y'all, and he loves us. And he wants the very, very best for us. We just have to start doing it his way. We just have to start doing it his way. In 3 John, in verse 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. Look, it's all through the Word. And you can't buy into the lie, Oh, God quit doing that when the apostles all died. Listen, apostles never died. Prophets never died. Teachers, pastors, come on, never died. It's just they were never taught that's what they were. Man, somebody's got to get a hold of that in here. They've just never have been taught in the last 150 years that that's who you were. Because we didn't think there was, come on, so we never had a prophet telling us this is where we're going. We've never had an evangelist. This is how we win souls. We never had a, a, a pastor that would say, come on, boys, you can make it. And we never had a teacher that would unclog our ears and say, you need to be hearing this. This is what you need to be seeing, lining out our thinking, lining out the words that come out of our mouth. Come on, lining up our actions. Come on, are y'all hearing me? See, we've never been taught that's what's in you. That's what's in you, Matt. See, you've never been taught you can be the prophet and start speaking to your mountain. You can start speaking to your situation and your circumstance. Come on, you prophesy to the lie that those people are trying to believe about you, that's being told about you. For the misunderstanding in your business deals, you start praying God in it. Come on. You start praying that. You start speaking to the outcome. Lord, I thank you. I'm not going to lose these friends, but I'm going to make converts. I thank you. These people are going to see you in what we do. Come on. I'm talking about Christianity here. I'm talking about Christianity. See, I'm talking about being the church. Y'all stand. See, you can't go to the promises without the belief system intact. And you can't get there without knowing absolute truth. Come on. Absolute truth is 
God loves you more than you can even imagine. And he has so much more for you than just being here an hour or hour and a half on Sunday mornings. Come on, does that make sense? I'm talking about lifestyle Christianity. I'm talking about making him number one and watching him work. Watching him do things that you can't even imagine. I'm telling you, I wake up every morning in just awe where God brought us, what he brought us through. And you know what? My kids have got to watch it all and have a front row seat to know that my God's God. We don't drag them to church. Now we did when they was young. But now they know the importance of it themselves. And they're getting to walk in that favor too. Because they're trusting God. Father, we come to you today. Lord, we sign up for whatever you got. Lord, we're here as a sign of hope, a sign of mercy and grace. We're here as a sign that we put you first in everything we do. Lord, we're here as a sign that you are God, the creator, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the one who sent his son to die on the cross for us that we might be saved and have a hope and live a life in peace. Father, we thank you for everything you've done because you first loved us. Now we walk out of here in victory knowing that you are our God. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, if you agree with that, say amen. Amen. We are so glad that you chose to tune in with us this week. We hope that today's message left you challenged, encouraged, and inspired. If you enjoyed today's message and would like to hear more, you can find us wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. Thanks again for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast.